Welcome to track number four of Mighty Foundations. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. All right, all right. Good. Now, the next foundation, as I, as I was sharing, there are some things which the ministry hinges on. Amen. And I've given you some of these. Is that not so? The ministry depends on them. All right? For the ministry to exist. Okay? It depends on these things existing. And without them, the ministry does, cannot exist. Hallelujah. So, that is why we are calling them foundations. Mighty foundations. And one of them is the, what's the first one I gave you? Sacrifice. Yes. And one of them is what? Lay ministry. Amen. There are many churches that are not large because there are no lay pastors. There are no lay ministers. There are ministers, but they are all paid. So if you are a minister, you must be paid. Do you get it? The largest ministries in the world work with lay people. It's one of the foundations of a very large thing. A lot of people just work, but they are not paid. I'll give you three examples. Yongi Cho's church is made up of lay people who do most of the work. Are you with me? And many of them are women. That's actually another foundation, women. So, if you listen to me preaching, you see that I, I, I face women a lot. I face them. It's because I like them. Yeah. Everybody knows I like them. It's a sign of love. If you listen, you see that I, I always telling them things. That's because I like them. They now they know it, isn't it? You know it. <laughs> so one day I preached in Yongicho's church, and it was the first service. The whole church was full. 12,000 people. I don't think I saw 10 men. Yeah. If it was not true, I would lie. I, I don't want to. I cannot lie. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching. I cannot lie. Yeah. I'm preaching. I can't lie. I don't think I saw 10 men out of the whole congregation. Women. Yeah. And when we were taken to the cell group meeting, the, the leaders of the cell were women. 
Yeah. The men, a lot of the men, you see them smoking, doing their business, different things. Don't have time for God and all that. Do you see? So, Yogicho's church, which was the largest church in the world, is an example. And lay, 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 lay people. All unpaid, volunteers, what? Everybody. That is why on Sunday, they really work. They work till the night. If you, if you come with me to Korea, you, I'm inviting all of you to come to Korea in October. Young Cho has invited me to speak again at the stadium. So I'm, I'm blessed. I'm honored. Now, um, if you come there, you will see lay people. Largest church in the world. Now, they say the next example is, they say the largest church in the world is redeemed uh, church of God. Is, it, is that a full name? Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed Christian church of God in Nigeria. Now, redeemed church, which is based in Nigeria, which is the largest church, is also a church which uses lay people. You see, the pastor is a businessman, the pastor is a manager of the bank, the pastor is a pharmacist, the pastor is this. All. Oh! And that's what I'm explaining to you that it is one of the foundations of something that is large and that works. The ministry. You may not know it. Lighthouse Chapel is also one of the largest ch- churches from Ghana. And one of our main things is. In Accra, in the city of Accra, we have more than 120 churches just in Accra. Right where are the Kodesh, here there's a church, here there's a church, here there's a church. Everywhere where is a church. And all the pastors are labor. They are not paid, they are not giving transportation money, they are not giving honorarium, they are not giving per diem, they are not giving transportation, train fare, and all those things. They don't pay the treasurers. That's why I say that when the people wanted us to pay. That's why I said that from today, we are not paying any. If you are a pastor, I say you cannot take a train. You cannot pay to go on a train. We thank you for your services. This is the church you can just be nearest where it is. Don't be a pastor. Don't have to bother to. You can be a pastor. We will not change your rank. Just be a pastor, but be in the church. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. It's a basic foundation for a large thriving ministry. We are not intending to pay. Some pastors in Switzerland wrote a letter to me asking me they want a percentage of the offering after the expenses have been paid. What is that? What these people are doing is that they are hacking at the under of the church. Do you understand? It's what holds up the largest church in the world and the largest ministries in the world is the lay ministry. And we thank God and we honor all our lay pastors. Another good example of a lay pastor is our pastor in uh, South Africa who has just come into full-time ministry. Full-time is also another foundation. He has worked in South Africa. If you come to South Africa, we have thousands of members. Oh yeah, recently, we have even moved out of our own church building. Recently I was there, they had a... um, yeah, one of the camp. I realize some of you have been listening to that camp in South Africa. Yeah. You want more? Yeah. We had a service on a Sunday. They had it in a big uh, a university's great, a big hall. And the whole place was full. A lot of people were, also, were not even there. You know, and the pastor who has worked for 10 years 
We have never paid even just one rand. You know rand? I'll show you rand. Some of you have not seen rand before. You have not seen rand before? Pass it around. It says souvenir. Rand. South African money. Who is from South Africa here? <laughs> All right. Ah, good. Yeah. No, we don't pay him. And you know where he works? Where he works, he, he, he was working far down at a place called Eastern Cape. And uh, when I came, I told him, move to the Johannesburg area so that you can be over the church. So he moved. And the only place that he could get a job was far away from Pretoria, about 80 to 100 kilometers from the place. So every day, because of the church, he travels 80 kilometers to the work and 80 kilometers back. You get it? He has never told us that his tires are wearing out or we have to buy a car for him. Or we have to give him a percentage of the offering or of this or of that or any of all that rubbish, garbage. And I rubbish it. And if you don't like it, I can give you a list of churches in Switzerland you can join. Which, will, which don't have a problem with that. I give you a list. Immediately after church you see me, I give you the list. And the bus routes. Train everything. You go. Out. Are you there? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's one of the big things that carries and supports the work. Any big ministry that, you see, what, what people don't realize is that to become bigger, you need to have more people that work and don't get paid. They just do sacrificially. Do you see? Uh So, every ministry comes to a barrier. Then it can expand if it will accept lay people. And we have accepted lay people and given them the honor of being a pastor and ordained. When I stand with Pastor Jimmy, stand. I pass with Pastor Jimmy. He has not... No, I don't know why you are laughing. Please. Order in the house, please. He, he has, he has, he has been working here in the WJ Monday to Friday, morning to evening. He wears a collar as a reverend, and I also wear a collar as a reverend. I've made it the same as me, or as Pastor Richard. Stand up. Whose full time? His full time work is ministry. And this one is full-time work. Which department? Swine flu. <laughs> Swine flu. <laughs> Swine flu department. And then, he also wears a collar. I have extended so much confidence in a lay person and ordained him. Made him also a general overseer. What else can I do? What other honor? When you go somewhere, they, they give you the honor. Reverend so-and-so has come. And so, what else should we do? Yeah. 
So, that is, you have to see it as an honor that has been given to you to be in the ministry and to work for God. It's not now that you are going to call me and ask me for percentage and for uh, offering or for fuel. If it is too much for you, I can give you an example of Pastor Clufio. For, for 10 years, he has done it for 10 years. This is the 10th year. Not even one, this random passing by, he has not collected even one. It is now that he is coming full time. Nobody should come. It is now that he is coming into full time ministry. So it is from now that he's going, and we are, we are sending him to, we send, we send him to India. Yeah. We sent him to India. He was not able to get the whatever. So now we've sent him to Ethiopia. So he has been in Ethiopia all this time trying. He has finally got and he's come. He's leaving for Ethiopia finally in two weeks' time. It's not that we are going to pay him for the first time. Yeah. And there is nothing in Ethiopia. There is nothing there. There is nothing there. You have to go to see. Every 10 years they have a famine. And about 10 million people that heard the president said that it's a way of population control. (laughs) Yeah. It is now that he's going. So you have to understand there is full time. And when he goes, we are going to support him. And a car in Ethiopia. A normal car that you would have bought for 20000 here, you buy it there for about 80000 Joseph, is it not true? Yeah. Yeah, they don't allow cars. They don't allow so many things. Telephone, text, so many things. Complex. They don't speak any language. That, that alphabet is different. Alphabet is different. Huh? Christmas is different. Everything is different. New Year is different. So, I'm just trying to explain to you that there is a different, you, you work as a lay person and then you work as a full-time minister. There are two different worlds. When you are in full-time ministry, we support, you have to be paid this, the full-time. When you are a lay person, you offer your services. Since we began this church, people have been trying to prevent us from being, having lay people. They want us to pay organists. Then I said, no, me, I can play. I can play myself. I can play. Where is it? I can play. Can you hear? So you can know. I can also play. I can play. something that when he was in Freetown in Sierra Leone, his uh, the guardian did not pay for him to have piano lessons. He wanted to play the piano so badly and he never played. And but when he grew up, when he had us as children, it was one thing that he wanted us to do. So he brought a piano teacher called Mr. Richter to come and teach us piano. So if Mr. Richter has taught us piano, father has played piano lessons for years. It's a privilege. He didn't have it. Now I've come to the church and I play the chord. And then, after I play the chord, the, the church. 
The church should pay me now. Ten francs. Hundred francs. No, 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 no. No. We we had a crusade. The guy who was controlling the sound. Afterwards, one of the pastors said, we have to pay all of them. We have to be the guy who's controlled the mixer. I said, I won't pay him. I can't run a church like that. We pay the, the one. Is it not a privilege if you have been asked to tune up or down in your house? When you tune up or down, you charge yourself. When you lower the volume in your house. Ah! You are spoiling the church. Recently, I met with some doctors in my office. When we go for crusades, some people were, when people come, the doctors come and help to look after all the thousands of patients we have at the crusade. And somebody was saying, he suggests that we pay them. I said, I won't pay. If the doctor can't come, they should be in the houses. Yes. You see, what we have to understand, there's a difference between a volunteer, you are being a labor, you are offering to God of what he has given to you, some time, some of your talent, and your ability. As a pastor, it's a foundational characteristic of ministry. Paul worked for God without pay as a tent minister. So what we are saying is, please, if you can't accept or assimilate this thing into your head, do you understand? Please, there are so many good churches which will be able to accommodate your ministry in full times. You are paid percentage, salary for all playing organ, everything. Just go there and leave us to do it this way. Because me, my, my background, I didn't grow up being paid for what I'm doing. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up, we work for God. You can ask Bishop Saki. We grew up, we just work for God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind. That's all that we want. And it's, to me, it is an honor. It is a privilege. And I'm thankful. Amen? So, Pastor Jimmy, if you are, you're wearing a collar, and you are blessed to have such a collar, you should thank God that even something that is not your real job, I have even given you such a privilege and an honor. Because it's not your real job. Let's face it. Monday to Friday, you are nowhere near a church. True or not true? Monday 9, 12, this, you are doing something else. Yes. He's doing what? You are investigating swine flu when we are praying for people to be saved. You are investigating swine flu. No, you are not a swine. That's the flu. <laughs> okay, sit down. So, lay ministry is one of the foundations. What's the next foundation? Remembrance. Do you all have the book Remembrance? I believe I bought it. Yes. Huh? It's a nice book. You like it? Good. So, you must, ha- you must remember things. You see, I have my Edith here. I remember her. I remember all the things that she did for me. I don't like to. I'm sure I don't remember everything in life, but I, there are some things I remember. And when something touches you, you should remember it. And you mustn't forget people. Some of you have forgotten people just because you traveled here. You've forgotten your father has to beg you for money. Your mother has to beg you for money. Because you've forgotten. Mercy. Anyway, next one is what? Tithing. 
tithing and offerings. It's a foundation. How do you think I came here? Which money do you think I used to come here? Let me ask you a question. Do you think Barclays Bank paid for me to come? Which bank do you think paid for me to come? Or how did Pastor Bishop Saki come here? Do you think it is a, a, a Shell Company Limited or Mobile or any company? How do you think we were able to come here? No, 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 nobody pays for us to do what we are doing. Yeah. Without it, without those of us who are supposed to pay tithes, paying it, everything will just come to an end. Everybody depends on it when you are ministry. Benihin called, uh, Benihin called, uh, what do you call it? He was talking to Aura Roberts about this fundraising. He said, he, he asked him, he said, look, I, I don't enjoy it. It's a worst one. Aura Roberts told him, you are going to have to do it. That's how it is. I'm going to have to do it. And he said that he finds it so something. It's like always selling something, doing something. It's like to get my... Oh! It's a very, very difficult part of the ministry. For genuine ministers, they will not like it at all. But without it, you just can't do the, the work. So that's why we have to accept the reality that tithing, paying offerings is basic. And I've gone through a lot of that already. But since you say you want more, I'll give you more. Yeah. Next one is what? Loyalty. Yeah. You need to be loyal. You need to be the same, faithful. Amen. Next one is what? Closeness. You see, I'm going to teach you Psalm 65. And one of the things you realize is that when you are far, it affects you. Severely. How many will agree with me that those who were not here in the afternoon, they, their intellectual capacities and their spiritual capacities have been what? Severely Reduced. Yes. Because they were not here to hear certain things. And it leads to what? Distortion. Of what they are supposed to be. Amen. How many realize that is so true? Yeah. And that is why we want you to. And that's why I say. I take objection and offense. Not even just objection. If you are a pastor. You are supposed to be here. I don't accept it. So when I got here, and Equa was not here. I said, I cannot accept it. Yes, I don't accept it. You wouldn't even be in Geneva if we were not, if it was not for certain things that we, we, we put in place for you to come here. I've come for four years. I've not had a camp with you. I come. You said you are a pastor. Why should I call you a lady pastor? I don't have to call you a pastor at all. Just be a member. Just be a member of the church. I said, I've come. I'm the pastor of the church. I'm the overseer. I'm telling you what to do. Why are you not here? I've given you notice when I'm coming. If I'm dead, will you not come? When I'm dead, don't come. Come when I'm alive. And I'm talking to you. Don't come and look up. And I've told them when I die, they should never show my face. Anybody who is bold should show my face. I will open my eyes on you right now. You see. Bold. 
I open my eyes on only you, you, you see. I cannot. How many will agree with me that I shouldn't accept such things again? Yeah, I cannot accept it. Yeah. Anytime you see when somebody is not there, you see how the person is affected. Go and ask Judas. Anytime they're having a meeting. When I was growing up as a Christian, all those people, funny people, they were always instrumentalists. When it's time to close, then you see them, they will disconnect the cable and they'll be rolling. When we, when we are praying, then you see them doing this. You see them packing. As we are praying, they never pray. Ashes are like that. They easily fall. And it's always that they don't participate in certain things. You watch them. I've been in the, this work for some time. Pastors who don't come. Last year when I came for a pastor's meeting, I came for a conference. All the pastors came except one. And I said, that guy. And he did not bother to call. He said, it's not a place that I normally come to. I had driven in you from you in Ukraine from midnight. I left um, a town called what? Hakov or Yakov. And I drove from midnight to 6 a.m. to come here. Two hours, then I risked my life on a motorway driving in Ukraine to catch, to be at uh, 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 um, Kiev airport to catch a flight to come here and be here. But I come, you say, you are not here. Something, something. And you see the excuses. Please don't bother with me with excuses. Oh. I've written a book about excuses. I have, I'm an author of things about excuses. So don't even bother. When you are giving reasons, don't try. Just don't say anything. Let me start with you, excuse it doesn't work with me. Yeah. I've risked my life to come. Here, here, you cannot come. And, and that guy, of course, shortly after I left, he was one of the people who left the church. He has taken one of our churches. All those guys in Zulu taking over churches and members. <laughs> they should be there. So all those things are signs. And when I came, I said, it is unacceptable. No reason was given. He did not even bother to make a call. Nothing. So that's, as soon as I landed, I said, who is not here? Who is not here? Why are they? I called before. I can say, tell them. Father said, she can't come. Because I tell them. I said, they should be here. And I was going to even leave here to come and call you. Look, participation in meetings. Eh, there are places that is standard. Even in secular things, politics and so on. One day I went to a, a certain program. And the president of Ghana was there. So I thought it was a gospel program. When I saw so Minister of Health was sitting there. I turned and said, Minister of Road and Highways was also there. So a Deputy Minister of te- Telecommunication. Gospel program. Because the president was there. If you like, don't come. You see what that next week you see that they announce on the radio that you are no more the Minister of Health. <laughs> What I'm trying to tell you, there are some basic requirements. You, you, those of you who claim to be pastors, when you see a member who doesn't come to church, don't you see that the person is backsliding? Is it not the most immediate, obvious reality that this person, don't we determine how people are falling away by the reality that they are not present? Three Sundays, you didn't come to church. You come to church only once in the whole month. Is it not a sign to you? So why do you think it will not be a sign to me? If you are a pastor and I come, every four years I come one. And for four years, you you don't come. Do you think it will not be a sign to me? I shouldn't say it. I will say it. 
you think I will not see? If you, you are, you are a pastor, you are a pastor, you can see. I am a pastor, I shouldn't see it. And I will not accept, I would, I would remove you. It, as I've come, I was getting ready. As I called bishops, I said, come, we will clear all this, we will do no more pastors from today. I will not joke with it in Switzerland anymore. Yeah, I will accept it even somewhere, but not here. Because I've seen some things here. Yeah, and, and the anointing that kills a bear and kills lions. That's the anointing that is provoked on a shepherd who is very gentle. David said, I was a sweet psalmist of Israel. The spirit of the Lord was upon me. And his word was in my tongue. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want a son. But when a bear came, I will give you a video of two people who were killed by bears. You see how they, they died by bears. You are joking with bears. They joke with the bears. They were doing this video, 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 National Geographic, and the bear came to eat them. Don't joke with a bear. <laughs> it's not everything that you have to film. <laughs> and this is what David, David the sweet psalmist, he was able to kill it. Yeah. And that's how a pastor is. When you see the people are coming for a sheep, that anointing must be provoking you. Yeah. Coming to spoil the church. Hey! I don't want, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want to tell, to remind you of certain things. You see, one day I had a certain uncle. He was very angry with one of his brothers. And then he started to talk about it. He said, you. When you were a child, this, I did this for you. When this, when you were pregnant, when your wife was good, I did this. I, from, from that time, I didn't like to remind people of what I've done for them. I don't like it. And I try never in my life to remind anybody. I want to just remind you of something. As you are performing, let me just remind you of something. I don't like it. So don't make me get to that, that place. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Closeness. Adam and Eve, from the time they began to hide, they developed a severe what? Reduction in their intellectual and spiritual capacities. Which led to what? Distortion. Yeah. You imagine I'm having a meeting there. Instead of coming to the meeting, you stand outside the door. And you don't hear, you don't hear, you don't hear all the things. You just hear something, you hear people shouting. So, after the meeting, your intellectual and spiritual capacity will have raised. Theirs will be lower. Is it not true? And as they keep staying outside at all the meetings, their intellectual and spiritual capacity will be down, 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 down. And yours will be up, up. That's why I say that when you hide, you see, when you stay far, it reduces who you are. Then as you are out there, other evil spirits will be speaking to you. You become hurt. Maybe you hear some, you think it's your name. You think it's your name, but it wasn't your name. It sounded like your name, but it wasn't your name. Or you may hear an example, like I'm, I'm talking about Pastor Jimmy now. But because Jimmy is here, we are all laughing about it because it's funny. He's not the only person who has been sent to us and go. The whole front row is full of people who have been sent, who have been gone. <laughs> Including this one here, standing here. <laughs> Duke, I sent you somewhere. Where? Liberia. <laughs> Brazil. 
And there was silence in heaven. But if Pastor Jimmy was not here, somebody may go and tell him, you know, yeah, you know, Bishop came, yeah, a Bishop, he made fun of you. Hey, as a general overseer, for years that you have worked in this church, he doesn't appreciate you. I'm surprised. Even there, people were laughing at you. And you, you, he will hear, and it will lead to a distortion. And his mental and spiritual capacity will be reduced. And he'll be full of bitterness. But if you are here, you know that. There's no malice in what I'm saying. It, it is something, most of my pastors that I've sent, usually the first time they didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> usually the first time they don't go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you take somebody like Pastor Joel. When I was even talking to him to be a pastor, one day I was at a train station with him. He got to a point, he turned to me and said, I am sick. I'm sick. Of, I'm allergic. I'm allergic to the subject of being a pastor. You don't want to hear it again. Hey! Today, look at him somewhere. So, usually the first time, it doesn't work. But, so, I've, I've sent him to Congo. He has refused. When I bring up Rwanda, maybe. That's why we, we were. <laughs> Now, are you there? Okay. How many foundations do you have? Closeness, isn't it? And then which one again? Unselfishness was the last one. Okay, so very good. So these are the topics that we are discussing at this camp. So we are now going to discuss, we've discussed a bit of the first one, which is the tithing. But now I want us to move on to sacrifice. Amen. Now, nothing that we are doing can work without sacrifice. Amen. 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 Now, this is something that we have to learn in Switzerland. Do you get it? Because there is a lot of, in Switzerland, my boss, my this, my job, my children, my this. All of us have those things. As we've come here, you may think we don't have children. We have children. Somebody said, my child is writing. My son is writing exam today. There's exam that you make him go to the universities. Today he's writing chemistry. And my daughter wrote an exam on Saturday that will let her go to secondary school. Saturday. And I was not there. You're not the only one who has a child. And I have a little baby daughter. Yeah. Who I love very much. I hold her. I play with her. I swim with her. I play golf with her even. My little girl. Yeah. You think I'm not a father? One day I was somewhere. And a certain sister came there. And I was with my, with my child. She saw me playing with my, with my, with my daughter. Then she was saying, I'm not used to that. I said, you are not used to what? She, she always knows me standing in a pulpit and preaching. So you don't know that. I, I'm, also, I'm also a father. I'm going to ask my children. Huh? Oh. Those of you who say you are parents. Come and let's compare notes. After church, write your notes. I also write mine. Then we see what you do and also what I do. Yeah. 
So what I'm saying is that when you start talking like and that thing, Swiss Switzerland, you are chief. Every, can we have the camp? We cannot have the camp. Can we have the we cannot do? We can, everything cannot be done. Hey, what kind of place is this? One year what? One year notice. One year notice, yeah. I cannot give you one year notice. And I won't give you one year notice. And you see, as I'm here now, I, I can easily say I'm coming again for another camp. Yeah. Now? Yeah. And if I'm coming for it, I expect you to come. Now, you have people who may ask, why is it that uh, you don't come here? You don't come here. The reason why I may not come is this attitude. It's like you feel that you are inconveniencing some people. Because I'm a born again Christian. I don't want to inconvenience people. I'm born again. I don't want to inconvenience people. One day I went to somebody's house in the, in the night. We are not eating the whole day. And we got there around midnight. You know, he says, Oh, I have some fish. I can defrost it. Can, I have some rice. I can, I can, I can start. I can uh, skin. Uh, whatever. I said, should, should I defrost? I said, No, no, don't defrost it. <laughs> will you eat? I said, We will not eat. No, we, will not. <laughs> we were hungry. As a born again Christian, I should tell you to go and defrost your fish at midnight. Ah. If you defrost it, defrost it and bring it. You are asking me whether you should defrost it. I don't defrost it. I will not eat. If you want to defrost, defrost. Don't talk. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. I don't want to inconvenience somebody. I don't want to inconvenience you. I come as I feel I'm disturbing your work. Maybe I'm taking away from your holidays. I'm disturbing your boss. I'm disturbing your. Anyway, if you want to do it, you can do it. You just say, please, I can't come today. I've got a running stomach or, or whatever. You are able and you have done it for other reasons. Other reasons have made you leave your work. But this one is not important enough. Yes. That's the fact. That's the fact of the matter. Don't give me that kind of response. This work we are doing, it involves adjustment. You have to sacrifice all the time. All the time. Yes. Yes. And I, and I tell you, many of the beautiful camps that we had in the UK some time ago, there's no announcement. I just say, I'm coming. Get some people who like camp. And there's no notice. Yeah. Few people, especially youngish people. Yeah. And you see them eager, listening. Almost everybody at that camp is now in full-time ministry somewhere of those camps. There's hardly anybody around. I think this will be the last person this guy here. <laughs> yeah. Don't let me feel that I am inconveniencing you when I call you. 
Yeah, don't let me feel that I'm inconveniencing you when I call you. Please. Don't let, let this be the last time. Yeah. Don't let me feel bad for coming here. One day, you will grow up and you will call your child. And your child will say, I'm busy. And God will give you the harvest of that thing. And you will see something you never thought you would see. And you will cry that day. And you will say, oh, she doesn't remember what I did. You see, as for parents, you will not remember what they did. You will not know what they did for you. Yeah. That's why when you are dealing with fathers, mothers, you don't know what they have done for you to exist. Remembrance. I told the story of my own mother. Mother, I told my mother how dirty the emergency room is in Ghana, the children's emergency. I said, I don't want you. When, when your child, anybody I see on the ward, I don't touch, I don't shake her, I don't touch anything. And the trousers that I wear, the clothes that I wear to go to the ward, I don't, I don't wear it at home. Yeah. We have something called nosocomial infections. Infection that comes from the ward. So, one day I was telling my mother how dirty that place is. Oh, nobody should ever bring his child. They're so terrible. Then she said, really? Then she said, oh, you have slept there many times. I said, who? She said, you. And she said, I slept there with you. Because the mother has to stay with the child. She said, I slept when you were a child. Kolebu emergency ward. Several nights you were there. And I was there looking after you. That's why you should never provoke your father or your mother to start bringing up some things that you don't know. This, 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 that today I say it is my birthday. I am 70 years old or I am 60 years old that my child will not remember me or my child will not remember to even honor me or even to call me. Mike Meadows said something. He said that God told him, call your mother every day. Yeah, he said it to call his mother every day. Hey! Hey! You, you may not know what has price has been paid for you to be there. That today it always sounds like you are being inconvenienced. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. If Archbishop Duncan will have called me, said, Come, I come. Be there by, by this time. That's it. That's the movement is happening. It's not whatever. You see, your father should always have a good feeling about you. Not some negative tell when he remembers your name, then he will be. <laughs> One day, I remember I was talking to, I was talking to somebody and he was saying, he remembered one of his sons. He said he will hang, he will hang like how Absalom hung. He will hang by his words. He started to speak about the guy. Yeah. Charlie? That people can't. And that guy, the things that he has done for him, you can't imagine. So please, we are are talking about sacrifice. Whatever the price you have to pay, so that you don't give the feeling. That feeling, I'm talking about something now, specific. Don't give the feeling of, it's like I have to drive so far to come. I have to do, that's why I said that. You provoke your father 
to tell you that I drove at, from me. That, me, I don't believe in such journeys. I've had accidents before. But to be able to come here, I said, let me come here. Because there's no flight from that place. Five hours through the night. Yeah, I've had an accident before. I've, I've been in a car turning like this. I was driving. I held the steering wheel with all my strength. The car moves on it. When you're having an accident, the car doesn't respond either to the nothing. It's just, it moves. So you will realize that you are in something that's moving on its own. I've, I've been, I've, I've seen one before. Yeah. And Reverend Eastwood, he lost six children in an accident. The same kind of road, just near, nearby. Same road to the north. Just not the same thing. Even somebody who went to the scene said that our accident, our car was further off the road in our accident than his children's own. Yeah. So when I, when I drive from Ukraine to here, to be here, I'm not slept. So that I can stand here. So it's, 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 it's a Sunday afternoon. We've had church already. Or we are tired. We have to come all the way here. And you see the people. One time I came for pastors. I said, let's go and have dinner. Just so that I can be with you and just chat with you a bit. See them sleeping by me. The food has not yet come. The order, the order has not been. Not that like, let's say, we've made the order, we've eaten. We are talking. You are so tired and exhausted. The, the order has, has the order been made when they started sleeping. And the pastors, you see them sleep. <laughs> hey! And I begin to feel how I'm disturbing the people. And as a born again Christian, I cannot continue to disturb people. So what I'm saying is that you have to learn how to be a child. Your mother cannot influence me. I remember recently my mother called me and I did not want to go because there was some situation. And she said, Dad, come. And I said, for your mother to call you, you just have to go. Then she wanted me to talk about something and, I, and that thing I said, I will never, I made a promise to myself, that thing, I will never talk about it, no matter who. And when she started, I said, then I started to talk, I said that it's because it is you. I, I cannot be rude or be some way. I have to flow. Yeah. Charlie, be careful, oh. Be careful. Because there are certain lines spiritually. You see, when you go to certain museums, you will not see anything, but there's infrared rays like that. When you cross, have you not watched some of those films before? When you cross, no, then doors start to close. That's how cases are. It's an invisible line. When you cross it, then certain things begin to So please, I'm telling you, you are also a father. You are a mother. You have a child. Yeah, you will see it one day. They will grow, I tell you. It's not today, tomorrow. They will look at you in the face. They will damn you and curse you. Walk out. And you see, say, ah, why did I bring up this child? I remember the toys I bought for him. I remember how I bought this. I remember how I held them. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, you look like Uncle Sam. You look like Uncle Joe. You look like Auntie. 
Are you listening? Some of the least love, I'm not talking about sacrificing your life and going on a mission. I'm just talking about just even how you are relating. And I'm saying that there is so much stiffness and it's a show off. We are like important people. And who are you? Some important person who is being dragged. Mm. We should come on Monday. <laughs> All I'll say to you is that whatsoever you sow, eh? whatsoever you sow, eh? whatsoever you sow, okay. Amen. Amen. That is the first sacrifice people in Switzerland have to make. It's a sacrifice in attitude, time, adjustment. It's the first sacrifice that you have to make. It's a take up your cross. I'm not talking about dying on a cross yet. You have not reached that place yet. You're talking about just even having a good attitude when you come around. And not only to me coming, but to any kind of program or meeting. Oh, you don't know that Swiss Air took off from Canada to come to Switzerland when they reached Halifax. They had served food. They had served the, what I'm saying. The time had gone by enough. They served food. Food was served. Would you, would you like coffee tea? So, would you like a vegetarian? Orange juice? <laughs> coffee tea? <laughs> would you like it? chicken or chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? They said all of them, Swiss air, Swiss air. And when they got to Halifax, smoke started to come out of the controls inside the cockpit. Smoke started coming from the cockpit, like the, the, the dials, and the whole plane lost power. And they wanted to go and dump the fuel. There was no time. The, the plane came straight into the ice water of that plane. They all vanished. Everybody. Anytime I sit on a plane to come, I've risked my life to come here. If you don't know, I'll tell you that. I've risked my life to come here. And I am aware, I am fully aware that it's a risk. That's why I don't fly with my wife. I don't fly anywhere with my wife. Because I, and I, some of my pastors ask me, I say, well, I have small children. I am aware of the risk. It's like when you put on a seatbelt. Don't you have faith? You too, when you go, don't lock your house again. Don't lock your house again. Don't wear seatbelt. Don't wear seatbelt again. Angel will look after you. Yes. <laughs> Leave your door open. Don't lock your house again from today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't lock your door again from to this evening. I am aware. I am aware of the risk. I'm from here. I'm going to Scotland. My wife is on KLM. I'm on British Air. We arrive at the same time. I'm coming to Ghana. I'll be the same. We arrive eight o'clock to eight forty-five. Because I'm conscious of risk that I'm taking. This one is a pilot here. He can tell you whether it's a risk or not. Is it not true? Yeah. Well, I can't. That's the way you still look at you. Say we, we couldn't come from our our distribution. Uh, I don't want to say something. I don't want to speak certain words. It's not just saying we are sorry. Yeah. 
we as pastors, we may come happily working, but we are called. Bishop Saki called me the other day. He told me, if, well, when his wife died, you see, we all became conscious of death. Then he, one day he called me, he said, if I die, please look after my children for me. Because you see, when your wife dies, you realize that now you are the only one left. So if something happens to you, your children are orphans. But you may not think about it till you have seen something. And me, I've seen myself going to work for on the way I almost died. I've been in place that was struck by lightning. And we were there. So, hey! A certain guy was sitting by me. I said, are you born again? Do you know Jesus as your savior? Huh. on planes twice that almost collided on the runway i was on a plane once that was landing klm was landing accra i always sit by the window i was looking i like to see that we are getting there gradually (laughs) 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 and we were there just as we just were touching down or suddenly the plane took us up so say lord I, I said, so I, what I thought immediately was that maybe the wheels didn't come out. I thought, I thought that was, so we were quite, we went high, almost as if a rocket. Great! So I was just wondering, Lord, this is it. We are dead because here's the airport and we have gone back into the air. <laughs> then after some time, the pilot announced, he said that, Ladies and gentlemen, just as we were landing, there was a car in front of us on the ground. So I had to take off to avoid the car. Yeah. Another time, as I said, when I see you, it's like, oh, we can't come from Lausanne to Geneva. You think I don't know Geneva and Lausanne? You think I don't know? Even when we got to the airport, Jimmy, did I not tell you? We just turned behind the airport and come. The Lausanne motorway is just by the airport. You don't go into town. Just by, I know the way I've driven here. I've got a Swiss driving license. Swiss driving like that license I have. I know the way around here. I've driven all over to Zurich here, Ben Basel, all over the place. Schaffhausen, Chamedingen, and all kinds of places. I know the way. I know the way. You can't come from here to here. You can't come. And you are from here to here. You have to be giving money to, to take train from here to here. Listen to me. Another time, another time, I was on a KLM. I was, I was on another KLM. I was on another KLM that was landing in London. This time we were landing in London. The same thing happened. We're landing like this. I was sitting by the window as usual. I was looking out of the window. Just as we were about to So I said, now Lord, Ghana, there's a car. London Heathrow is what? We were quietly in the plane after some time. 
a pilot announcer, there was an aircraft right on the runway. He was about to collide. Yeah, me, Ducky, what knows? I've seen this twice. Another time, we, I was on another plane. That's why I said, when I come and I look at you, it's so difficult for you to come. And I even feel when I see your face that I have inconvenienced you. I was on an, a KLM when an eagle, an eagle went into the engine. An eagle. <laughs> I don't know if it's an eagle, but a bird. <laughs> so when we landed in Kano, the engine of the plane wouldn't work again. Yeah, one side. So the pilot said that we should all get down. Now, there were a lot of Ghanaians who had come from America. And they, they said, we didn't die in Brooklyn. We ain't going to die in Kano. <laughs> Man, we're not getting down. So we're not getting down. We didn't die in Brooklyn. We ain't going to die in Kano. We're not getting down. <laughs> we should go and sleep in Kano. We said, we will not go and sleep in Kano. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they should take the one the eagle in the they should take the eagle and let's all go with it <laughs> hey it was a tug of war the people said we will not go so in the end they brought an old plane Cabo Airways Cabo Airways <laughs> Cabo Airways with an engine in the tail and they said we should go inside and people said we shall go so we all went inside Cabo Airways from Kano to Accra. Yeah. I've not seen that plane before and I've not seen it again since that day. <laughs> yeah. What, what I, I'm just making a point. I'm just only making one point. When I see you, here, here, you cannot come. And some of us in journeys often, we are making the effort. It's funny for you to say that. And I want to tell you that you are the only church in Lighthouse, 847 churches that behave in that way. And it is a spirit in the country. Yeah. Of all the places, if I go, they will stop everything and just be there. I will not lie to you. If it was not so, I will tell you something. It's only here. And if you leave Switzerland, you see that your attitude will change. But there are a lot of evil spirits here. So you realize that after some time, you are affected by what is going on here. You become that way. You don't even realize what is happening to you. And that's why it's good for you to have outside visitors all the time. You don't even know. You, don't, you are not even aware of what is happening. You think you are becoming Swiss or you are becoming this or you are disciplined or you, 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 you don't whatever. But it's a spirit. You need to be flexible. You need to be flexible. That's why snakes are doing well. They are flexible. They can be anywhere. Yeah, You have snakes in the desert, snakes in ice, snakes under the water, snakes fly. Everything they can do. They can stay without eating. They can eat a lot. Anyway. Snake doesn't eat much. Yeah, it can do anything. That's why it's the most successful predator in the whole world. It's a snake. One day I will show you a film about a snake. You see. Hey! So sacrifice, amen, is needed. And for you, one of the main sacrifices, sacrifice your Swiss attitude. Amen. 
Alright? Okay. Turn to, do you have your book, your sacrifice book? How many don't have one? Oh, go and get it at the back. Give them after you pay. Get one so that we all, we all look at it together, please. Wait, they will sell it to you one by one, please. Please, there is a woman who sells their book in Ghana, Accra. When we go, she will be very wild on the money. So, collect it and after you pay. You can turn to page uh, eight. How many are going to have a better attitude? From today, any of the pastors you see, ask him, do you have a good attitude? Yeah. We don't want any pastor with a bad attitude again in the church. Whether he pays tithes and whether he has a good attitude. Yeah. You must be flexible. You know, I am studying various animals and I tell you, snakes are very... I mean, they are... When Jesus said, be wise as a serpent... I don't think any of us knew what it meant. It can be here. It can be here. It can be big. It can be small. Can you believe? I mean, can you imagine what will a snake eat in the desert? Pure sand like powder. But it is there. And you see them moving under the sand like that. And it will be there for a long time to get a desert lizard once a year. And it just eats it and it stays in the heat of 45 degrees Celsius. 
it can be in ice. You see a black snake on ice. It can be in the water. It can fly. It can go fast. It can go slow. Everything it can do. Because it can do anything. But you, you've made yourself. I can come only on Fridays. I can come on Saturdays. I can do something on Sundays. I can do it at 7 o'clock. I cannot do it at this time. You see, that is not the wisdom of a serpent. And that's one of the great revelations. That it does not need to eat much. Some of us, we, we have to eat at 8. We have to have lunch. We have to do this. As I'm here, to me, I have not eaten anything today. The bits and pieces that they give us. It's not, I don't eat such food normally. I have not eaten anything. But I can, I can go on and on and on. Even I realized I was getting vitamin deficiency. So I went to, to drink vitamins. I've not even eaten for the last couple of days. I, I can move. It's not a problem. I don't have to have this, 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 that. And so, no. Why, why, why? Why? Rigidity is a very dangerous thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Very, very dangerous. And we need to. And when we started our church in London, at first there was some of that thing. But after a while, that thing was gone. Yeah, by the grace of God. Yes. And I believe that it's also going to go here. That rigidity is reflected in the inability for us to send even one missionary from Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Not even one person. (laughs) It's amazing. I asked Nikopo to go to Germany. Because he speaks German. Just round the corner. Just cross over. I mean, let's not even get into Congo. Let's not get into Congo. Let's stay, let's stay nearby. Let's talk about even Paris. For some of you, us who speak French. I cannot get anybody. I have to get this elderly Brother, who is, when I say elderly, he's past the age of learning languages. To go from, he lived, he lived in Birmingham. There's a big church there with his own, his own, their own church building, branches and whatever. So come to Paris, organize his wife, his children, to come and start all over again. At his own cost, as a lay person, I said, go. After his death or something, I call him, I said, come to Johannesburg. Now, and he's, moving again. Have you got your visas? Yes. Everything. They are moving. You see? Flow. Go here. Okay. Go here. Okay. Go. That's how we can do something. That's what releases power. Turn to 1 Corinthians. If you don't take it, I will not read verses. Uh, uh, page 8. I told you page 8. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. The cross symbolizes is a symbol of sacrifice. Amen. It's a symbol of sacrificing things. And to them that perish, it's foolishness. Many times, cross is foolishness. Cross often looks foolishness. But to us, which are saved, the cross is the power. That's what brings power. Amen. So, you see me, like it's foolishness for me to be a pastor. You understand? But it releases power. The foolishness brings power. The apparent foolishness. Now I would say that, where is he? If this gentleman has to move from 
uh, what's the place? No, London, Birmingham to Paris. It's foolishness. I mean, you are there, you've got your house, you've got this mortgage, whatever, this, that, that. It's foolishness to move. I mean, at this stage of your life, is you are not just starting life. It didn't just start life. Huh? It didn't just start. It's foolishness. I mean, you're disturbing somebody's life. That's what I'm trying to explain to you that the preaching of the cross or the talking about sacrificial things and the preaching of giving up your life, it is foolishness. Always sounds foolish. But that is what releases the power. But I said to us which are saved, it is power. When I tell my story, sometimes it looks so vast, long ago that, oh, bishop, this, that, you know, the church, oh, you, this, you are different. But everybody who is being released into the work of God, the power only comes when they are able to give up something. Yes. Power comes when they are able to give up something. Yes. And that, there's a certain power. All these people are from the UK. This one is in Spain, Barcelona. Where were you living in England? Northampton. I said, go, go. He went. This one was in where? Plesto. Plesto. I said, go. He's in Hamburg. These are Swiss, so they will not, they will not go. <laughs> These are Swiss. This one, Pastor Kweku, he is a generous. I've sent him to, how many countries have I sent you to? Seven countries. Where? Colombia, Ethiopia, Congo, Nigeria, Colombia, Everywhere. Yes. Yes. He's ready. Now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's ready now. I know. That's what releases power. But you see, okay, you go here. (laughs) There's a difference. Even though we are all holding the same book and reading the same verses, it's a completely different thing. So, I'm talking to young guys. Eh? Some of you young guys, you are more able to sacrifice. Or the old guys are also ready to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. You see? You must be. That's what we release. That's what I mean. I'm interested in young people who are ready. Yeah. When you come to our church in Accra, you don't see old people much. And even, I mean, politics. No politician in our church. But this kind of messages, I mean, it's not uh, something that will let you. You stay in the church. There's no important person. There's no important person in our church. Only us. That's us. That's no. Yeah. It's just us. Because I'm talking about sacrifice. Take up your cross. Follow. Follow him. Follow Jesus. Amen. Are you there? The preaching of the cross. And I'm going to continue preaching the cross. I'm going to preach sacrifice. Give up your life. Die for God. Come to Ghana. You see the missionaries. They died for Ghana. That is why we are here today. It's a, it's a, it's a reaping. And God will show a special message to Switzerland one day. Because of the sacrifice that Swiss people made. To die in Ghana. Die in Sierra Leone. Die in Liberia. Die in Malaysia. Swiss people. Because of this same belief that they had. God will bless them. He will never forget it. He will never forget it. Amen. Amen. Are you there? So, we we need some more power. Yeah. We need some power. 
Power to produce. Power to release. Power to grow. Rick Joyner said something. He said that the church only advances on the wheels of sacrifice. If there's no sacrifice, there's no real advancement. It, it can't really move forward. You can only have church, people jump from lighthouse to this church, from that church to this church. But real increase, it comes through sacrifice. Somebody has to pray. Somebody has to fast. Somebody has to do different things. And the power will be released. Amen. Amen. Now, in Second Kings chapter 3, verse 26. It's right there on page 9. When the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through to the king of Edom, but he could not. You see, he could not break through. Then he took his eldest son. That should have reigned in his stead. And he offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. You see, that is an example of someone who sacrificed his son. And it caused a great, it it was something. It was something so nasty. (laughs) But it turned back the armies. It turned back the armies. What he couldn't break through, he could break through now. Because of the sacrifice that he made. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Today we have church in Jamaica. St. Lucia, Trinidad, Grenada, and where? Brazil. Brazil, Venezuela. Because of Pastor Robert. Yeah, because Pastor Robert, I could send him. I could say, go. And he will go. There's no question. And now he's ready. I called him. I said, come here. I said, okay, should we start packing? Now. He's ready. Flexible. 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 By some of us. So I started to work on Pastor Jimmy's flexibility. So I sent him that text. I said, you will be a good missionary. You and Anita, very good missionaries. I just pictured them in Congo, walking through the streets of Congo together. (laughs) Now go to page 11. The power to make people follow you. Amen? Amen. President Rollins is a good example of that. Those of you who know him. He made a lot of people follow him. Lawyers, what have you. Rollins has had a lot of followers. Although he is not educated. He didn't go even to sixth form. Some of our politicians just come and read speeches that have been... When they they make a mistake, they say somebody wrote it for them. And you sense the lack of whatever. But he, he stood and he said, I am the one. You should kill me and release all the guys. He's the one who did the coup. It's part of people following him. Yeah? It's a fact. It's not a principle that is, it works. People lay down their lives. People follow them. It's true. There are people who look at me preaching. They feel like I don't know how to preach. One day recently, somebody was watching me on television. He just says, ah, is this preaching? And he just turned it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, somebody may feel that I, I don't know how to preach. I don't know if that's what you think. But, fine. 
But there's some power working. When I have camps, when I have camps, you see people change their destiny. Yeah. Their destiny changes. I can show you so many people all over. You see their power is moving them. Yeah. You say you are anointed. Come and let's compare notes. Number two, the power to make people believe. Number 17, chapter 17, the power to make people believe. People believe you when you sacrifice. They'll, they'll believe you more. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Number three, the power to induce commitment. Hallelujah. Amen. What did Philippians say? 3, 7. He says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but done. That I might win Christ. Why was Paul suffering the loss of all things? Because Christ suffered the loss of all things. Christ suffered the loss of his life. And when you see somebody who has suffered everything and has lost everything. It induces his followers to also leave everything and follow. So Paul also followed Christ. He said, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And I do count them, but done. And since then, so many people have followed Christ and are following him still. Amen. As I'm in the ministry, I was a doctor. I am a doctor. Several doctors have followed me. And I followed my example. If I'm not liked in the hospital because of that. One, one, one of my assistants, Dr. Go, in the crusade, uh, somebody said to him, I lost all respect for you when I heard that you were following Dr. Heward Mills. One of the professors told him, I've lost all respect for you. I thought you were good. You are a very excellent doctor. This, 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 that, and that. Till I heard that you are following this boy. <laughs> It's heavy. You see, but it induces people to follow. That is why I want Pastor Jimmy to set a good example so that it will induce the rest of you to follow. (laughs) It's true. When we start to have one, two, three, four, you start to see that People look and say, what is sweet? It's nothing. I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going, I'm going to work for the Lord. See, but in, in London, they have damned London and walked out. So what is London? Shame on London. Shame on London and they walk out. But here we say, Switzerland is everything. Everything. You are everything to me. Hey, Geneva. W-H-O. U-N. I can never leave you. You are my everything. There is none like you. Oh, W-H-O. No one else can my heart like you do. And I what? W-H-O. I, through all eternity, and W-H-O, and find now there is none like you. W-H-O. United Nations. There is none like you. Switzerland, there's none like you. There's nothing like you. This is my desire. I love you. With all my heart, I can never leave you. 
I will die with you. I will retire. I will be here. I will be an old man. I will love you and hold you tight. Hold me close. Never let me go. Oh, you never let me go. But that's what I did to medicine. I said, damn you. You are nothing. I walk away. God is everything. God is everything. Damn you. You are nothing. You are nothing. God will take care of me. And he has taken care of me. I said he has taken care of me. He has taken care of me so much that I can't even say how much he has taken care of me. I'm even ashamed to say how much he has taken care of me. It's so embarrassing. United Nations. How did they sing the next line? No one else can touch my heart like you do, United Nations. I have searched for all eternity, United Nations, and found that there is none like you, United Nations, Switzerland, Geneva, Zurich. Lausanne. What is Switzerland? Open your eyes, my friend. I saw somebody today. I told, I told her. I said, there's a lot of poverty here. She thought I was joking. I don't joke. I don't laugh at people. It's Bishop Zaki who laughs at people. Me, I don't laugh at people. <laughs> From a long, I don't laugh at anybody. He laughs at people, but I don't laugh. He and my wife, they laugh at people, but me, I don't laugh at anybody. Yeah, there's poverty here, but it's disguised. Poverty wears a suit, entire everything is here. You work for years, and you never understand what is happening to you. It's like a carrot in front of a donkey. You're going like that, huh? but you must open your eyes, otherwise you won't see it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> so induce commitment. That's what I've learned as a leader. Go yourself. Let's talk, talk, talk. Go. Yeah. You're a commander. You go yourself and put yourself in danger. And people will also follow you and also put themselves in danger. But the whole thing is about putting yourself in danger. Why do you want me to go? You won't go. Go and let us see that you've put yourself in danger. Me, I would have gone as a missionary long time. The Lord told me, stop. You have to stay here and send the people from here. And I said, I've gone myself, just to show. I'm not afraid of it. Whatever will come, should come. I, I, so I look at my children. So the other day, a couple of weeks, I was with them somewhere. I just look at them. I said, look, if I, if I die, I've done my best for you. I commit them to God. Sometimes, even when you are dead, they turn out better than when you are alive. I just trust God. Yeah. Yeah. There is none like you. No one else. My heart like you do. I have said through all eternity, love. And found there is none like No, there 
precious for you. That's what I believe. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing must hold you. Nothing must control you in this world. Only God must control you. Your wife must not control you. Your husband must not control you. One day I told my wife, I said, I, I promise you just one thing that I will never be led by you. I will not allow you to lead me. No good boom. It's my promise to you. Till I die by the grace of God. You, I will not allow you to control me. I will be led by God. Hey. Yeah. Try being led by anything else in this world apart from God. And I promise you, you will hit your head so hard in this world. Yeah. Try anything. Be led by money. Be led by WHO. Be led by Swiss. Be led by husband. Be led by wife. Go and ask Adam what happened to him. Go and ask Adam. Just here. Ask Adam what happened to him when he followed his wife. After his wife has eaten that thing, and she came and talk, 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 and he said, okay, if you love me, do it. If you love me, do it. Husband, love your wife. These were the verses she was reading to him. Husband, love your wife. No. You don't follow. Follow God. If God's following leads you to love or to do that thing, then you do it. Yeah. The power to make people take you seriously. Some of you, you read these same verses. The people don't take it serious. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's like just saying twinkle, twinkle, little star. Page 19. You get it? That's why pastors preach the same message that I preach. But it has a different effect. Because if you are preaching what I'm preaching, you can't use the examples that I'm using. Yeah, you can only say, Bishop said this. Bishop said this. Bishop said this. Bishop said this. You to say something yourself for yourself. Yeah, what have you been through? What have you survived? What have you gone through? Yeah. So people don't take you seriously. You can read the most fantastic verse. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Uh, which loss have you suffered? What have you lost? What have you lost? What have you lost? What have you lost for God? What have you lost for God? Did you even lose 10 minutes to pray? 30 minutes to pray? Did you even lose your lunch or your breakfast? Could you fast? Did you spend any time? Did you lose anything at all? That you are saying you have suffered the loss of all things. Could you even, could you even give up a few minutes to come to see me? That's why even you couldn't do it. And you say you've suffered the loss of all things. Which, which things have you lost? That's why people, you, they, they hear you preaching this same message. You read the same verse. It doesn't have the same effect. They can't take you seriously. That's why sometimes, that's what I was telling Jimmy, you see, in everybody's life, you have your course that you're supposed to go through. When we were coming from the airport, I was sharing with them. When you read the final question, Joanna said something. Paul told him in the vision that I finished my course, but I did not fulfill the highest purposes of God for my life. And I was trying to understand. I realized to finish your course means you went here, 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 here. All the places you were supposed to be, you went but at each place, there is a purpose there. You see, like if you take Pastor Robert, he was in Geneva. Then he was in Trinidad. Then he was in Brazil. Is that not so? Or I should say he was in London, then Belgium, then all these places. Now, at each of these places, let's take, for instance, Trinidad. What did he do there? He has opened the door for the church to come there. Pastor Robert went to extensive investigation and interview. 
because they could not understand his, his background. You are from Ghana with another country passport. You are trained as a pharmacist, but you are a pastor. I mean, you do this, but you are this. Everything is different about him. <laughs> hey, speaks different language. You speak French, but you are from Ghana. You speak English, and so you speak this. All kinds of things. Yeah. But what did he do? Within the Trinidad, you see, the books, my books are spread throughout the Caribbean. He went to almost 200 different islands. Yeah, so many places. Pastors have invited me, listen, read my books. They have been so blessed. In Brazil, he's there doing the same thing, books. Publishers started a church, opened the door. Pastor Robert opened the door for people to come there. So you see that in one place, he's doing several purposes. But you have to finish your course also. So maybe God wants you to be in Geneva. After that, he wants you to go here. After that, he wants you to be here and to be there. That's the full course. If you die early, you may not finish your course. But even when you finish your course, you may finish your course, but even within the course, you don't fulfill the purposes within the course. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So you may be here now, but there is a reason why you are here. It's a phase of your life. And there are things that are supposed to happen in that spot on the course of your life. So I was explaining that. Yes, Pastor Jimmy first was in Geneva. He was a drama. He was this, he was this. Then for Basel for eight years. Then to Zurich for seven years. Then to Geneva. You see, but Geneva may not be the last stop. In fact, I don't think it's the last stop in the course. So that one day he can stand before Jesus and say, I also finished my course. And at each step, one of the things Jimmy has done in the last eight years, he has, he stood and defended me personally and defended the church strong with strength. Through the year, you see, and I can tell you, I can tell you that. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Good, good. I can tell you something that, you see, there are different reasons. You may say that, oh, He's, he's there to pastor the church. But you see, apart from pastor, there may be another purpose that God has also raised you up to defend this thing and to be an unbendable uh, pillar at that time. And then at another time, something. And then it's, at each point, there are different things you may be doing. Yeah. So please, I beg all of you, make sure you finish your... Some of you, you, you have re, re, rigidified yourself that I cannot move from this spot. So your course is... Lord, if you have any cause, let it be localized around this area. Within here. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, Paul said, because when, Re- when he told Rejoiner in the vision that he didn't fulfill most of the purposes of God and so on, Rejoiner said, oh, please, what you are saying is difficult to, I mean, you are, you are, you are just trying to be humble. And said, no, he said, no, I'm serious. He said, with utter seriousness in his face, Paul looked at him and said, I did not finish, I did not do most of the purposes, the highest purposes for which I was given. I said, I was given much, but I didn't use all of it. He said, but as for finishing, I did finish my course, but I did not fulfill many of the purposes. So, Duke, I know you came from was it Koto, uh, uh, Koto, where? Adabraka? To here, is it? Or tapes department, to, tapes department to this, to this, to this. You see, there is a course you see, and many of us get stuck because the next step often in our lives, there's a pit of pain or there's some change or there's some losing. Especially the losing part. Especially if you've been deceived by the glamour and the glitter of this place. 
Oh, I want to get 25 people to send to Germany. Just from here to Germany, not foul. But you go and live there and get a job there and say, we are here with this Lighthouse Chapel International. If you go to Zurich, you see the same church. Go to Geneva, Lausanne. We are bringing one here to Bremen, to Dusseldorf, to here, to here, to here, to here, all over. You are in Dusseldorf, eh? Yeah. And this is a uh, brother, what's his name again? Odro, Odro. You are in where? Cologne, also with Dusseldorf. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry's coming to Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people understanding what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't get stuck on the way. You know, one day I had a vision. In the vision, years ago, this was at the very, very beginning. It's one of my first visions. I wrote in my book, I've written a book. One of the chapters is 20 visions which changed my life. This is one of them. I was spoken on a road like this, winding like that. When I got to a point, I saw a heap, like look at a heap of sand. When I got to the heap, I was surprised it was not sand. It was gold. Gold like powder, like coins. And I said, what? I've discovered my life's whatever. So I just, and the Lord said, no. Don't stay. Take some that you need and just continue. Say, on the path that I have called you, there are many of such heaps. Just you keep on what I'm calling you. This is, don't stay here. So I continued. And along the road that God had called me, several times you see that heap. Yeah. That's why even I cannot even declare the blessing that God has given to me because it was true. That vision was true. Yeah. So my friend, some of you got to your first heap. <laughs> it's easy to be like, you want to hold it. Hold me close. Never let me. Is there a song like that? Never let me. Never let me go. Sing the song. Where's your microphone? Hold me close. Let your love surround me. Bring me near. WHO, draw me to your side. Swine flu. On the and I will soar with you, WHO. I will soar with you. I'll become a director. I'll become a what? DG, DG, DG. Hey! Messi. A DG. I will soar with you. Messi. Okay. Chapter 3. You have to read the book yourself. I'm just reading the, the headlines. The struggle against the sacrifice. Now, the devil does not want the sacrifice to come. There are three main people who are against the sacrifice. Amen. The first person is the Antichrist. Notice on page 25, in verse 10, chapter 8, verse 30, it says, Then I heard one saint speaking. Hmm? And another said, How long shall be the vision according concerning the daily sacrifice 
and the transgression of the sin of desolation. Desolation. To give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot. How long? You see, this is de- what is desolation? When you say something is desolate, what does it mean? It's empty, it's dry, it's dead, it's black. You get it? Turn to page 23. Daniel chapter 8 verse 12. It says, And a host was given a, a, him against the daily sacrifice. This is the Antichrist. Against sacrifice. By reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground. And it practiced and prospered. And arms shall stand on his paths. Daniel 11 verse 31. And they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. God is, Satan is trying to pollute our strength. And shall take away the daily sacrifice. And they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Now this is why what the devil's plan is for. The Swiss church to be desolate. Yeah, that's the plan. Desolation. No happiness here. No flow. No greatness. Just desolation. And how? By taking away daily, which are like simple, small, small sacrifices. That's what I'm talking about. Coming here is like it's a problem for you. Coming here is this. Is that. Is that. And what? A, look, I am also a reasonable person. I know that there are times you cannot get away from work. And it will be even dangerous for your job for you to leave. I understand all those things. I'm a, I'm a medical doctor. The school that I've been to, most of you have not been to that school. Don't take me for granted. And I came to Switzerland before most of you, if you don't know. Yeah. But what I want to tell you is that there is also something which is not a reasonable excuse. It's way beyond that. It's not something you cannot change or something you can It's just that you don't want to do it. And there is a lot of that here. And that's what I'm talking about. When you really want to do it, you can do it. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I don't want to cook and I, I can't cook and I won't cook. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not unreasonable. If I was unreasonable, there would not be a lot of people following me. If I was unreasonable, a lot of people would not have left their jobs and whatever and followed me. If I was an unreasonable monster. I'm telling you. If I was unreasonable, people would not just trust me. I say, go here, go here, go here. They just leave their jobs, they leave their whatever. If they, they think people are not watching me carefully. All the people that have been with me since 1988, Bishop Saki and his wife and uh, families, we have all been together, the same group. If we were so unreasonable and so, so monstrous and so animalistic, do you think so many people will be following us? Think about it carefully, my friend. I am addressing an evil spirit that is here. That's what I'm doing. And I, I will not back down from it. And I have no apologies for it. And that is what is causing desolation here in Switzerland. Why should we come here and not feel happy to come here? Why should I not be happy to feel happy? The first brand that I ever started in the world, since I was born in this world, this Geneva. Why should I not be happy to come here? Should it not be the joy of my life to come here? This is where my first, because my, the grace of God on my life has been branches. And this was the first one. Why should I not have such happiness? So this is my original home. I started the church myself personally. I'm saying it. Yeah. He says, the abomination that brings desolation is taking away the sacrifice. Yeah, stopping it for daily. I'm talking about big sacrifice or daily. I'm not talking about big one that you go and die, big, big daily ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we can't do it, huh? Yeah. 
and that, that's what's also spoiling the church. I can't sacrifice to take a train and go and come. If I take a train, I'll eat my tithe. I'll use my tithe to pay for the train journey. And so on. That's why that's so now I've decided to close down all those churches. Just close them down because they, they want they cannot sacrifice and nobody can sacrifice here again. So the desolation creeps in. Because as I've come here now, after I finish, I'm going to have a meeting. Any church which is far, you cannot go, you can close it. That's it. So desolation. Desol- what is the meaning of desolation? Have you found it? Is this in the book? Oh, okay. Read it. Say it slowly. You are saying it too fast. We are not. We are not remembering all the words you are saying. It means destitute, barren, empty. Barren. You see, the church is going to become barren. The fruits that we were having, the branches, they are all closing down. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm also, I'm also, I'm, I can also sustain it. Yeah, so, so it's going to be empty. Instead of, instead of being full of churches. When Reverend Adeboye came here from Nigeria, he made a comment about, he said, what you people are doing here, it can never happen in Nigeria. How people sacrifice, go, he was amazed. He has never seen anything like that before. And the foundation of this ministry, which is the lay people and people sacrificing, that's what is being taken away. And what does it lead to? Desolation. Barrenness. Emptiness. Ah. Read them. You read them. Rejected. What was the word? Rejected. Rejected. Mercy. Desolation. It's a feeling of, if you refer to desolation in a place, I'm reading from a dictionary, it, you mean that it is empty and frightening. For example, because it has been destroyed by a violent force or army. We looked out upon a scene of desolation and ruin. Empty and frightening. Even when I came to Today, and I landed in town. I did not have that feeling of whatever. I just felt, it's like, what is this? And I said, I organized myself. Okay, let's go. To war. Yeah, to war. I mean, fight and go. Yeah. But you see, it should not be. So I'm, I'm telling you, we've got to change it. Otherwise, a certain barrenness, you see, a certain emptiness will associate, will be upon you. Yeah. And me, I will not struggle. My children, I told you my father, one day I was talking to my father, and my father said, what did my father say? You are not my only child. You are not. Yeah, I was asking, I said, give me this land. And he didn't say anything. Then later I asked him again, I said, the land. (laughs) And I had forced him to answer. And his answer was, you are not my only child. And I want you to know, you are not my only child. You are not my own children. There are plenty others. Yeah. So, set up. Because when daily little, little sacrifices, it stops. 
I can't play the piano free. I have to charge. I can't play the guitar free. I have to charge. I can't come early and open the door unless you, you have to hire me. You have to pay my transport to go from here to here. I have to do this. Everything I do. My car tires. When I come to Lausanne every day, my tires are wearing out. My car uh, insurance is going higher because the mileage is going up. My this, this, that. My car, this, that. I have to pay train. I want more. I need this. I can't. This. I'm tired. This and that. All those things. Fine. I agree with you. We take it away. You are left with desolation. That's what's happening. And Pastor Jimmy, Pastor Jimmy is almost 60 years old. You may not know that. He looks, he looks, he looks even younger than, younger than me. He's almost uh, 60 years old. Yeah. And he has been doing this work, not as a, a, a 30-something-year-old person, or even 20s. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You see, and, and some of us look at us. And all of you young, young people. You better sit up, eh? because we are getting older. So we need younger people to be pastors. We can't do this work forever. Are you listening to me? Yeah. We need young people. So you better become spiritual. Stop watching pornography and other foolish films and start praying. <laughs> Reading your Bible. So, who is the first person who is against the sacrifice? The Antichrist. Yeah. No, so, can you now, imagine this? Oh, what is happening in Switzerland? You see, the same spirit of the Antichrist is fighting. How is it fighting? It's fighting the sacrifice. The foundation of the whole ministry is under threat. What has carried us, what we have supported ourselves on, to have a church in Alton, a church in Bern, a church in Lausanne, a church in Basel, a church in where? Luzerne, church in Zurich, St. Gallen, Winterthur, Schaffhausen, even we're supposed to have a church. All those places, it all has to close down because there's nobody ready to pay the daily sacrifice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Good, good. The second person who is against the sacrifice is no other than Judas Iscariot. Page 27. Somebody should open the doors. It's getting hot. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's sons, we should be trained. Why, 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 oh why, superfly? Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Judas was against this whole thing that was done. You can sense who somebody is by the way the person reacts towards precious sacrifices that are made. Yes. And towards even gifts that are being given to pastors. Why should he have that? Why should he know? Why? Why not? Why not? But you see, who is it who was against the sacrifice of Mary? No other than who? Was it Thomas? Was it Peter? It was Judas. So these are two characters. We have seen the Antichrist and now we are seeing Judas. They are both against people sacrificing things. And I, can you believe that I have in my church one of my little secretaries who works with me, when she was coming to Fulton, she finished university. She had first class. She said, I just want to work with Bishop. 
She has worked with me now for like six or seven years. Some one of her pastors went to talk to her. Said, no, no, no. It's not a good idea. Don't do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Go and do this. Yeah. You see, what I'm trying to say is that Judas was a pastor. You know, and he was advising somebody. You know, this is a waste of uh, money. It's a, waste of your, it's a waste of your talent. First class, university, this, this, this. It's a waste. So that missionaries should be going. Be careful. They'll be advising the pastors. Who, not, sa- not satans. No satans. Do no satans. No satans. Pastors. <laughs> so you may think. But I see because sacrifice looks like foolishness. But I'm telling you brothers and sisters. When you take away sacrifice. You bring in desolation. The third person. Who is against? I'm giving you three people who are against sacrifice. And all these characters, I don't think you like to emulate any of them. The third person is no other person than Satan. Page 28. All the verses are in the book. Those of you who think I'm not reading the Bible. Matthew 16. From that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer. Hey, suffer. Many things of the elders. Are you with me? Matthew 16, 21. And chief priests and be killed. Have you all got the book? Who doesn't have the book? Get one. Why don't you get one? It's not possible. Okay. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it. But didn't you bring some? Yeah, they are. They are in that suitcase. Same thing. Jerry, open it. Get it for them. I prefer you to have the book. When you go, you can read it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we have some there. Okay, I, I can read the, the verse whilst... Um, how many people are going out? Oh, just, just Jerry should just open. He'll just open and then you just come. He'll bring the books to you. So let's read Matthew 16. Those of you who don't have. It says, And be killed, and raised again the third. Then Peter took him. Peter took him. Now who took him? Peter. Peter. Is Peter a good person or a bad person? Bad or good? Good, good. Peter took him and be, it was a pastor and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. Amen. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of Men. Amen. Look, this is the highest form of discernment you will ever have to make. When somebody close to you, somebody dear to you, speaks and it is Satan speaking. Uh This this one is not uh, uh, it's husband. There are only few people that can be husband, wife, uh, father, mother, associate, friend. Very close. And who you are sure for years, the person loves you. And when the person speaks, you know that the person is Satan. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not a small thing. For him to be able to say, Satan! Me, I've never rebuked any of my pastors by calling him Satan before. If I said to you, Satan, will you like it? <laughs> you will not like it. Do you get it? Yeah. Satan kept it behind. Now, what was Satan trying to do? None. Oh, okay. Booklet, is that sacrifice in it? Sorry. All right. I left them in South Africa, actually. I was giving more, but I left some there. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. No problem. Yeah, you can share. Some of you have the book at home. You can give to. Yeah. That's the people who don't have. Okay, now listen. Listen, are you there? Listen very, very carefully. What was Satan trying to do? Was he trying to do witchcraft? He was trying to do what? Stop sacrifice. Satan has entered the church in Switzerland and only one thing he's trying to do is to stop the sacrifice. That's all. Yeah, that's all. It's Satan. And you must identify. And he's speaking through pastors. Yeah. Speaking through pastors. What is this? Why should you do this? Why should you do this? Why should you do that? He has entered the church and he's speaking and his voice is heard. Yeah. And that's why someone could say, I know that. I know that. He'll just use you. That's how some people, he'll just use you. I heard somebody talk about it. He'll just use you. Be there. And continue to say words. I I commend you to the airwaves of life. Yeah. I know that. Okay. If you know me. Do you know God? Do you know God? Be careful, though. Be careful. The things you say and your thoughts. Jesus said, I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die. No, you not suffer. It's bad. As long as I'm here, this nonsense will not continue. As long as I'm here, the nonsense will stop. I am Reverend so-and-so. I am Pastor so-and-so. And I'm pointing out to you that this guy is using you. Monkey, they work. Baboon, they chop. You are not baboons. Are you a baboon? <laughs> but that's all. So through that, there will be no more church in Basel, no more church in Alton, no more church here, no more church here. Desolation. It's like a place that has become empty, quiet, you see, barren, frightening, dark, destitute, lonely, because the presence of the devil came to walk in our midst and spoke against lay ministry, spoke against sacrifice, spoke against preaching without being paid, playing instruments without being paid, singing without being paid, and all these wonderful things that we were doing for the Lord and make you feel like a fool. That's, that's what has happened here. Are you listening to me? How many agree with what I'm saying? How many realize that what I'm saying? Judas Iscariot, Satan, and the Antichrist against the daily sacrifice. Yeah. 
Okay, my brothers and sisters. So don't, don't joke around with this concept. It's, it's so foundational. It's, it's, it's the basis on which everything we are doing. It's the basis of everything. So you take it away. What do we have left? We just have, we just have games. We are finished. <laughs> we, we can only be in Geneva where you have job, WHO and whatever. So now, I'm going to ask you to go, some of you, you know, listen to me, oh. listen to me, because even if I'm a fool, you know, the Bible says that, obey your father, for that, for this is right. Even if your father is a fool, and you obeyed him, you are blessed because God has put a certain blessing, even on the foolishness of your father, so that even when he speaks his foolishness, it is the right thing to do what he's saying. Yeah. I tell you. Sometimes you say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's the right thing to do. Obey your father. For this is right. That's the right thing. You think about it. How old is your child? Five. What is right for your child in this world? What's right for your five-year-old child? What you say is what is right. Any other variation is probably not right. What his friend told him in school, what he watched on television, is that right? What he saw on his phone, what he saw playing, whatever. Which one is right? It's what Eben is saying. That's the right thing. In this world, you know, what your father said, your parents, it's what is right. It's such a base. Even your stupidity is what is right for him. Your, your absolute madness is still the rightness for him. That's, that's the blessing that God has given. That's the blessing that God has given for children. That what your father says is the right thing. What your father says is the right thing. This is right. That's what's right. And oh, is it my position? All of you will be in my position one day. As a father, you will be parents. You will be mothers. You will be fathers. You will see all the things that I'm saying. Okay? So let's sacrifice again. Can we, can we go to Germany? No, not far. I'm not, I'm not sending you far. You stop eating francs, you eat euros. You eat euros. Instead of eating francs, you eat euros. Sometimes I look at the people who work in the United Nations. When I talk, I realize even, I will not even bother to ask you to even make some maneuvers because there are so many UNs at different places that you could, be, you could work at. I remember when, you see, and that's the thing. When you obey God and you prosper in the obedience, people think that you went there because of money. But all the people that are saying they have, they, have, they have been so blessed. One missionary, he, was, he used to work in the England. He was a businessman. I sent him to an African country. Recently, he told me, he said that, I am worth more. He was rich there. He said to me, I am worth more <laughs> than when I was in the UK. I'm talking about a, a, a businessman, a rich person. I knew he was rich because of what he used to give me. Yeah. That's how you, you can know whether when somebody has not really came. Most people don't give God. They don't have anything to give. Or, or because they are Swiss. Forgive. 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 And it's come here saying things about Swiss. Look, I am more Swiss than most of you here. Half of me exactly Swiss. And Paul in his Bible, he said, I have heard a report that the Christians from Crete they, he sent titles to Crete. He said the Christians are slow-bellied. 
and they are this and they are lazy and they are that. Sometimes in groups of people, you have certain spirits. Yeah. Or a Swiss person will open his palm and give you five francs. Look at you like this. Why should I waste my money on, on you? That thing seeps into the church. Hmm. What was I telling you? I was telling you something. Okay. Germany. Hmm. I'm sending you to Germany. God told me, go to Germany. On the way here. Yeah, on the way here. I will not lie to you. Go to Germany. This is the next thing that God wants to do is Germany. Yeah, I know it's also a hard place, but this is what God wants to do. We have to go there. And I, I want to just obey it. Yeah. I want lay people to go and find jobs there. Move into the towns. Let's believe God and build churches all over Germany. I've told Pastor Richard, bring me your people from the UK. Let them come there. I want people. But Switzerland, we need to have examples. And I want these young people. Let me tell you, you are the next pastors in this church. We are all, some of us, are, our, hairs, our hairs are getting, uh, changing color. Can you see that? Yeah. But last, two days ago, I was very sad. I was speaking to a, a pastor. And he was talking about, you know, young guys who are coming up. We need fathers, this, 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 and some of the older guys and the younger guys. He's talking to older. So he was talking to older guys, the younger guys, older. So I said, so where do I first have you are the older guys? You are the older guys. I was so sad. I didn't say anything, but I was very sad. I said, oh, today I'm being categorized as older guys. When you look at my face, am I old? Strong, very strong. Are you listening? Yes. Next chapter, sacrifice. Germany. Tell your friend, the man has not forgotten about the Germany that he mentioned. <laughs> now, chapter four. This is a, how many are understanding that it's a mighty foundation of the church? Yeah. Now, the next substitute sacrifice. This is what the Antichrist will do. Daniel 11 verse 31. Am shall stand on his path and they shall pollute the sanctuary and take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Alright? Now, what they actually did was that they put a pig. Do you get it? Swine. Onto the whatever. Turn to um, page 34. People who do not sacrifice to God sacrifice to something else. Everybody will sacrifice to something. I'm reading, but the question is what will be sacrificed and to whom will this sacrifice be made? All of us in Switzerland have really sacrificed. Is it not true? Duke, have you not sacrificed to be here? Yes, your personal life. You go to work all the time. Even, have you not paid a price to be here? Yeah. You work hard, don't you? Yeah. So this has been God's struggle with his people. 
His people always find something else to sacrifice to. And find something else to sacrifice for except him. So the people of Israel sacrificed to idols, to pigs, to this, but not to God. And today, it's happening again. The people of God, instead of sacrificing their life for God and to God, they have found other things. WHO, I'll sacrifice for you. WIPO, I'll sacrifice for you. United Nations, I'll sacrifice. Migro, I'll sacrifice for you. Co-op, I'll sacrifice for you. UBS, I sacrifice for you. Credit Suisse, I sacrifice for you. McDonald's, I sacrifice for you. We always find something else and we will pay the price. Yeah. You'll be there Monday, Tuesday. Sometimes they say you should stay late, isn't it? Sometimes they say there are meetings, isn't it? Sometimes there's something important coming. Over time, you have to come early. Me, I've, I've worked in Switzerland before. One time I came here, I went to work. I decided I was so broke. So I went to work somewhere. Hey! The most difficult part is when you have to wake up early in the winter. There's no light. Oh. You have to believe that it is daytime by looking at the watch. That's how you know that it's morning. <laughs> You, you have to look at the watch and believe that it is 6 o'clock in the morning. And you cannot afford to be late. If you are late, you, you, I mean, you can't be late here. Some of you, you are the latest people in the world, but Switzerland has made you early. <laughs> look at all that you have sacrificed. Eh? So much. Get up early in the morning. Winter, this, catching a bus, going to work, doing this, train, this, that, for a few francs. Now God says, okay, come my son, I want to send you to Congo. <laughs> Lord, Lord, I can get up for WHO, I can do this for 20 years, but for you, for you, Lord, I should do this for you? Lord, you are not worthy of me to do something like this. I can do it for WHO. I can do it for some Swiss francs. But for you, Lord, you are not worthy of my, you know, my time, my life. I can give the best years of my life to WHO. But Lord, I can't do that for you. Lord, you are just somebody we want to come to in heaven. Lord, stay quietly in heaven. We have some other things here that we have to do with our lives. Lord, just relax over there. Don't try to change too many things. We, we like you, Lord. On Sunday mornings, we like you on Sunday. Please, stay quietly on Sunday morning. We will come there on Sunday and give an offering. <laughs> Lord, cool down. You are speaking too much. Yeah. Yes. You see now. You are prepared to make every sacrifice. You say, there's not a sacrifice to stay in Geneva. How about people who work in Geneva are sent to Angola? I know somebody was working at, uh, is it WHO or, where's the refugee who are what? What are they called? UNHCR. Uh, UNHCR. She went to stay in Angola. Ladies are sent to Angola and different places. Isn't it? They stay there sometimes one year, two years. Yeah. They leave their husbands here and they go. 
husband with children, you live here, you go to Angola, war zones. <laughs> and now I come and I say Rwanda. I say Lesotho. Then you say, ah. Uh, you start to get epilepsy in the church. Epilepsy. You don't have epilepsy, but you have started having epileptic attacks. Convulsions. Because I've mentioned Rwanda. Meanwhile, when the UN was sending you, you were prepared to go. I have one of my lay pastors. He was sent to, is it Nepal? Nepal. Yeah. He went to work for the United Nations, work at New York. He was working there for some time. They said, brother, it is time for you to go somewhere. Where? Nepal. Then he was there for some time. They said, now it's time to go to Afghanistan. Right now he's there, a pastor with the Taliban. (laughs) Taliban. I tell you, see, with the Taliban, fully. One day, a certain church member of our church in New Jersey, he rang the pastor in New Jersey. He said, hello, pastor. Pray. Do you know where he was calling? He was calling from Baghdad. He was calling from Baghdad. Yeah. During the hottest time of the war, he, a Ghanaian, he has gone to join them because of money. And they have sent him to Baghdad. And he called, the person was telling him, he said, look, the guy said, we can die any time. The guy was because of money. And you, I say, I'm sending you to Rwanda. The war is over. Not that the war is in. The war is finished and I'm sending you. You will not go. This is what the this is what Antiochus Epiphanes did. He stopped the sacrifice to God and changed it with a pig, which is the greatest offense to Israel. When we go to Israel, you see you cannot order pork chops there. They don't have pork. When I was in Israel, I asked, "Can I? Do you have any pork? Because me, I like pork. I don't eat beef. I don't eat all those other meat. I just like pork." So I said, "Can I have some pork?" He said, "What?" It was there that I understood the story of the prodigal son. When the Bible said he went with the swine, it meant that he was at the lowest, I mean, fittest condition. That he was feeding, not that he was eating them, he was feeding them. Yeah. It was a far condition. Amen. So they took a pig, and instead of sacrificing something holy to God, he exchanged it, sacrificed something else. So instead of sacrificing your life to God, you sacrifice. One day I was watching CNN and I saw a lady with a black this thing on the eye. Like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who she was? A journalist. They have removed her eye in Iraq or one of those countries. Yeah. yeah, and she's still going. You see a beautiful lady like that with the, with the eye like that. One eye with a black thing with a rope going around the head like that. These are the prices people pay. And you sit here, you pay all those but when it comes to work for God, and he can't say, when it comes to come, come, just to come for a camp, 
When it comes to make an arrangement for your children, don't even tell me about those children. Don't even say it. It's such a shame for you to even say it. Ah. Don't even say it. How you come and put food on the table and uh, we really have to sacrifice. The rice cost so much from Migro. The tomato cost this. I had to work in the night to do it. The chicken was brought from here. We had to steam it or this and that. We had to, everything that you have brought, we have, with so many explanations, even the food, we don't like the food again. We won't eat it again. So many explanations before you come to sit here. Don't come with your children. And what we are, I have four children. Four. I have four children and a lot of spirituality. Don't mention those children to me. Ah. Don't talk about what you are saying. Do you know when we started rearing children? Do you know when we started rearing children? <laughs> you, you think I shouldn't say? I'll say it. Don't mention it. Don't mention your work. What you have to do. As I have come, I have not mentioned so many things. That that's why I say I don't like it when we have to say I did this, I did this, I did. When that thing happens, there's something wrong. Don't mention my school. My, do you know the school that I've been to? Do you know the school that I went to? Do you know how I suffered? A school where they, they think the more you suffer, the better it's going in. You don't know. Threats and what kind of... For seven years, medical school, dissecting dead bodies, following flies, frogs, this, everything can be done, can be done. Doing it, working the night, delivering babies, going to the ward, emergency ward, doing all that, combining it with being a pastor and starting the church which you are enjoying today. Being threatened. They threatened me that I will not pass my exams. Because of the church, I could, not, I could not drive my car even through the hospital's campus. They threatened me that I will not pass. I, I was standing, the doctor as I was standing outside the door, he was talking about me. He said, that, that guy and those who they will not pass the exams. I, don't, I, I almost mentioned his name. I shouldn't mention his name. But I wrote his name in my Bible. I wrote it by a Psalm 80. One of the Psalms, I wrote his name by it. And I applied that Psalm to him. The next time I heard of him, Aunt Roberts were in his house. Yeah. You said, I will not pass. Why? Yeah. And when I came when he came to the exam, because of the church, I saw him. I came to him. I passed everywhere except where he was. And he marked me down. Oral exam. Medicine. Clinicals. And when they went for the, the interview, they said, ah, he's this excellent, this, this, this. Only you, why? So what, what happened? What did you? He said, no, no, he's, he's excellent student. I was the top five of the whole uh, medical school. Top five. They called me back to come without going to district to go and work there. Yeah. They, they want, want to finish me off. Do you know what I've done before I became? And all through that, I've started this church. This same church that you are enjoying today. For me to go over and over what I have done for you. And you too, when you come here, I don't want to hear of children, of your job, your job, that you are a chairman of a meeting. You may be a doorman for the meeting, I don't care. I don't want to hear whose chairman you are. I don't want to know about it. All of us have. How do you think this is okay? He's come from Barcelona. He has come from Hamburg. We have not paid anything for him to come. We have not asked him to come. They have made all the moves to just to come. But they hear that I'm coming here. You drove. They drove here. Did you also drive from Barcelona? You flew. Yeah. We are not paying for them to come. Or anything like that. They just come. You here, here. Lausanne and Geneva. 
Los Angeles, I cannot because somebody had drove seven years from seven hours from Hamburg to come here. Because he's so excited. And then you have to come with your explanation of your children, your this, your job, your that. It's not like that. You explain this, this, this. I want to eat your food when you put your food in front of me and you explain to me this rice is from Coop and normally we get it from Migro at fourteen twenty, but we had to buy it at nineteen eighty. <laughs> normally we buy from Coop, but we had to buy this one from Migro. And this chicken, we we bought it from Placet instead of. Are you there or you've gone home? Migration. Immigrants. Page 37. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Sacrifice of immigrants. Page 37. One day I met a certain guy in Amsterdam. And I asked him, will you come to church tomorrow? He said, no. I said, why? He said, well, I'm busy and I'm tired and I want to rest. But as we were chatting there, he told me how he came to Amsterdam. He said, from Takrade Harbor. You know Takrade? It's a a, a harbor town in Ghana. He said, he went on the ship, came on the ship and was coming and the captain of the ship caught him. And brought him back or sent them back. He said the third time the captain caught him. I don't know whether he was in the engine. He was in the engine. You see, instead of being in the room, or instead of being in the cabin, he was in the engine of the ship. And they, they found him there. Here. And then he said they threw him into the water in the middle of the sea, full of sharks and everything. And he said from the middle of the sea, the ocean, he swam, he saw the land. And he swam. I'm not, it's not a fairy tale. I've told you, I don't tell jokes. You know the person. He swam from the ocean through the currents, the sharks, everything. He came to the land. And when he came to the land, he saw some people. He asked them, where is this? He said, this is Liberia. (laughs) This is Liberia. (laughs) Yeah. Is Liberia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he walked back to Ghana from Liberia. And this is a person who cannot come to church on Sunday morning. He did it for the fourth time. He went inside the engine again. And this time he was experienced. They were not able to catch him. When the ship arrived in Amsterdam, he when I came out, he said, when I came out, I'm free. He went, he got a white girl and married her. Then he took out his red past. That's part of said, You see, I'm now Dutch. Yeah, he was happy here. Free. And this is the price that he's paid to be there. But he cannot lift his ass. Excuse me, to forgive my, my whatever. He cannot lift his bottom. Huh? Is it the right word? Yeah. To come to church. (laughs) (laughs) 
that first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. What does it say? But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. They are also sacrificing. But what are they sacrificing to? To the devil. They are sacrificing for the kingdom of their world, their world to advance and to move on. Amen. Bankers and accountants, pilots. Hmm? They travel all the time. They never know what is under the plane. The Panam plane that was bombed. One Panam fell into the water from New York. It fell over Long Island. It came into the water. They found the pilot. The pilot was in his chair. With his seatbelt on in the chair like that, sitting deep down in the water. Because they didn't know what, what was in the plane. And they do it every day. It's nothing. But when we say, do this for God, antennas go up. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Page 41. The sacrifice of the dead. People sacrifice for funerals. Amen. Isn't it? Now, finally, we are going to end with this for tonight. John chapter 12, verse 23, page 43. Sacrifice the master key to fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. Jesus answering said unto them, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruits. Amen. Hey. Now, when you hear many messages, there comes a time that you become a seed. A seed is the potential. Did you hear me? When you hear many messages over and over and over again, it condenses in your heart and you become a seed. And seeds form within you. Now, all these condensed, repeated messages of the word of God in you, that is a seed, cannot be useful to the world. Except the seed that is in you and actually you are the seed falls into the ground and dies, which means undergoes some kind of decay. So Jesus Christ was a great seed to this world, but he had to go into the world, the ground and die. No matter how great you are and no matter what you do, you need to come to the place where you die. For God. So all of you lay pastors. You must be at the place. Where you can die. For God. Otherwise there is something that is missing. Duke. Are, are you hearing me? Hearing yeah. You. It's great. You are a nice pastor. I hear you. But there is something that you lack. And that you lack is what I'm reading about. Because when I say to you come. Now. We may have. have, have you, you may see me. For a long meeting after church. At which meeting I will fall asleep. There won't be any meeting. You see, if you ask your friends. So. 
Don't say anything that is not. Yeah. Oh, Pastor Richard, am I saying something? Yeah. yeah. It's easy to say all these verses and quote them. But the day and preach them. And God says, do this now. That's why you see. So, me, I don't trust anybody unless the person moves. And what I mean is, if I say, come, so I'll come, I'll come. When I see you moving, then I say, oh, it's true. Yeah, and I, I believe. That, that's why this one, I'm waiting for him to move. <laughs> Amen. So, there there's comes a time, a time to die. A time where you come and say, Bishop, here I am. Send me. Some of you say, I want to work full time. Come to Ghana. I'm in Ghana. Come. Report. I'll give you work. You will never rest till you die. <laughs> I have more work. You cannot finish it. <laughs> you want to work? Yeah. I'll give you more work. You, you will not finish working before you die. I tell you. You come. All the people that work with me, the, the problem is they don't rest. Yeah. The work of God, eh? nobody knows what it is like. Till you start doing then you see that, ah. I went with some people to South Africa recently. And I was coming back. They were just, hey, Bishop, uh, you have a very different impression when you travel and come. Because they have not sat down from the moment we arrived in South Africa till we were back on the plane. Because when we arrived like here, you see, I came from the airport. I've, last night, it's the same time in South Africa as here. You have this, I left there around 4, 5. And I flew when I arrived here. There's nothing like that. I know some people, when they fly and they come, I have to sleep. I have to rest tomorrow, then we work. If I do that, I don't know when I'll go home. So as I, fly, I arrive, I'm on my feet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be on my feet uh, till I finish. And I'm out. Huh? Ten hours. And then wait and cross and check, delay and come. Get here at 12. Yeah. You get it? And they were surprised. They said, oh, we thought we would go shopping. There's nothing like shopping. Shop where? Which, which, which shop am I going to go to? As I'm here, from here, I'm straight to the airport. Which shop? Is it Migro or Coop? <laughs> you are laughing at me. Which, which, which shop am I going to go to? Lausanne shopping. Where? When? At which point will I go? You haven't thought about that? So you may not. So, but you, when you are outside, you have a feeling. Oh, yeah. Fly, fly here, there, this, do, do. Come small. That's why I say, you come. You say you want to work for God. Come, I'm in Ghana. When you come, I'll give you work. So that we all work for God. Yeah. Say you want to do something for God. Come, I'll send you somewhere. Yeah. So that you go. But for now, I'm just sending you to Germany. I'm just sending, I'm not sending you far. And I'm not sending you to be full time to be paid by the church. So just go and live there. So in other words, just relocate. Because of God. Why don't you try doing something for God? 
Mr. Rigid Man. Ask Mr. Rigid Man sitting next. Mr. Rigid Man. Mr. Rigid Man. Why don't you try doing something for God? For a change. Why can we not have somebody from Geneva to go to Paris? Somebody who speaks French. Yeah. Who, who here speaks French? Or Lausanne. Who here speaks French? Stand if you speak French. Stand up. Who is Kweku? Who is Kweku? What's two minutes, man? of you, you go there. Now, young guy, you have the time. Who is Pedro? Who is Pedro? You are not married. You don't have a wife. And you are a what? And you have a wife? Ah, then you are free. And then you are who? Peter. You have a wife? No, not ah. You don't have troubles. And you? Samuel. You have a wife? Beloved? Beloved? Wow. Sabine. And you are Samuel. Wow. When are you going to marry her? Ha! Ah, we don't do that here. One year, six months before he's going to marry her. Who has got a fire extinguisher here? You are going to stay by this beautiful girl for one year, six months. Coming up and down, going up and down. Can you be holy? Do you think you can be holy? How many think that he is holding coals of fire? <laughs> Raise up your right hand if you think so. Ah. You see, marry quickly so that you can be happy. See how the weather is cold. Go home. <laughs> If only I can get this nice. And who is who is there? Benjamin. Benjamin. And he doesn't speak French. Beautiful French. You are Nigerian. I speak French. Wow. And this is who? Rudy. And you speak French too. You are married. Where is she? Ah. Why are you going into the corner? You see these beloved, they are sitting by each other. You... You have married and you have moved to the corner. You see what marriage has, what marriage has done now. 
Uh, your name is what? Tightless. Tickless. 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 There's a golf ball called Tightless. Tightless. I thought your name was a golf ball. Golf ball, huh? Tightless. Okay. So, can I tell you guys? You'd be great, too. Huh? You see, these foundations, you sacrifice, you lay pastors, you preach all the things. You do them. Yeah. Follow the word. Try. You'll be surprised. You, you don't know. You see, Pastor Richard, he's now a, a bishop-elect. He was in Ghana. He was, he was nothing. He was just around in the office. I said, Pastor Richard, would you like to go? He said, yeah, why not? He went to go. See what you can do. And look at what he has done. Yeah. My wife went for, my wife went for, my wife went for, daughter, you can make it. In Leeds. Yesterday. There were more than 1,000 women. In Leeds. The whole city was colored yellow and black, yellow and black. All the, every, they were watching them. More than 1,000. Yeah. Daughter, you can make it. Is it true? Is it not true? Everybody was watching. Police, everybody was watching. Yellow and black. The whole city, everybody's wearing yellow and black. They were amazed. So, what I'm saying is that one person, you see, when you are going to be great, you can't identify it on your face. You just, you can't see a great person, oh, reverend, this, this. No, no, just an ordinary person. So that person is the great person. So, I don't know which of you is a great guy. But you'll be surprised. Pastor Richard, go and choose one. Go and choose one. You are choosing this one. Wow. So which of you are going to go with him? Come, come. If you go. Guys, what are they going to do with their lives? What are you going to do? You will go with Pastor Jimmy to Congo. Congolese. <laughs> but do you know whether he's going? Do you know whether he's going or not? <laughs> Some people should carry Pastor Jimmy to Congo. Carry him to Congo. Rudy is waiting for. You said your name is Kweku. Your name is what? Pedro. Pedro. Samuel and Sabine. And Joseph. Joseph. Wow. Can you imagine if these guys 
people give themselves and not quarrel and not be filled with devils and just work for God as lay people do whatever. Can you imagine what will happen into the next five, ten years? That's why I gave you the example that I say I sent Pastor. You can ask Pastor Richard. What were you in the church in, in Ghana? He was called Brother Mighty. Eh? Yeah. Mr. Saki is counseling somebody. He'll sit there. Quietly. Doesn't say anything. Not a word. He doesn't have anything to say. He not have anything to say. No, no. I'm serious. The, Macbeth said it. He wasn't quoting the script, but he said there is no art to find the mind's construction in the face. You can't know. And see, when you are young like this, do you have a child? 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 Ah! Do you see this guy? He has three children, eh? Or two. Two and another one is coming. That, that's why he cannot go. He's way down. The Bible says every weight and the sin and the weight. A weight is not a sin, but it makes you heavy. As soon as you have a child, no, you, you, you struggle a bit. Everything is more I mean, Sometimes I wish my children were much older. Because it's only my children that make me think of home. Yeah, I have to go back. It's true. It's like you have, you have to care for. So you, you think about them. They look at you like they don't know anything. Innocent. They are, their life depends on you. They are finished. <laughs> yeah. Children. One sister comes. She has three children. She said, is it enough? I want to have my... I said, are you serious about working for God? Are you serious? Are you serious? If you are serious, it's enough. You want more. After three, you want more. Huh? Are you serious? Vida, how many do you have? You want more? Let me tell you, there is no joke here. You can ask these people. We had a camp like that. I put chairs there. I said, I said, sit on it if you go. There is nobody left in London. All those people, are, all those camp others and all those. Yes, no. This one. And you see, it's because I love you that I'm sending you. It's my love for you. That makes me send you. I'm telling people sometimes think I don't like them. That's why I send them. It's the opposite. Because you will never become what you can become unless you are sent. You will never become it. You sit amongst us all the time, but you will never become who you are. Mary has done her best for you. Are you not all her children? Yeah. 
Mary, Mary is about 60 years old, eh? You know, and, and how old are you? How old? 25. 25? Hey. So 25, my father told me, if by the time you are 25, it will determine how you spend the first 25 years, it will determine how you spend the next 45. <coughs> so, you can do it. You can do it. I believe it. It will be hard, we know. And the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. It will be hard. It will be hard. We know. And the road will be muddy and rough, but we will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. We are going. America to a church in Seattle and I preached and there was a pastor there who said something about me that I've never heard anybody say about me before but I took note of it because sometimes you don't even know your calling he said something to somebody he said that he's a pastor who had invited me he had a big church he said that his calling is to challenge people to work for God yeah that's all that I do. I always encourage and challenge people to do something for God. Yeah. I never heard anybody describe me in that way before. His calling is to challenge. So when he speaks, we are challenged to do something for God. Yeah. Hey! It's beautiful. You can ask Pastor Richard. When he came to London, I said, come. He came. Now his beloved was like Sabine. She was just there, no married, whatever. Then I said, Come, you don't have anywhere to stay. So you have to stay with her. So come, we will marry. We will marry you now. 
so we got a, 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 an apartment. Recently, we went there. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we went there in North London. And there, in the sitting room, we arranged the sitting room chairs. Two here, two here. I said, Come. We invited five people. Isn't it? We were six in all, including me. Six, the bride and the groom, and then three people. We prayed, they signed, and we prayed, took the vows, first went, so that he could be there. So that he could be there. And I'm telling you that today, we had a women's daughter you can make. Not in London. Not in London. Not in London. In Leeds. Far north. About six hours. And there, more than 1,000 uh, women yellow and black daughter you come with my wife my wife whom I married long ago is it not fantastic you never know what God can do and we came back after one year Pastor Richard had grown fat (laughs) I said Pastor Richard what are you doing how many people were there in the church there were not many people in the church about 8 or 9 people Bishop Sack, sausages. is it not true? <laughs> so we rebuke him after he was working in a factory, carrying boxes here, up here, doing the church. That's what he did. And we rebuke him. He stopped eating the sausages. He reduced weight. Started fasting, praying. After two years, the church started to grow. <laughs> hey! You see, but you never know what somebody will become gradually 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 so you guys you may think I'm joking I don't have I told you I don't joke that's what I'm saying I'm just I'm just I'm very serious you go you can do well yeah Uh, Chris, come. How old are you? So stand here. Stand by this guy. Stand by, stand by the 25 year old guy. See, they, they look the same, but they are not the same. This is 15 years older. 15 years younger. He can still learn more. See, he cannot bend an old tree. An old tree, an old dog. Cannot easily, you cannot easily teach an old dog new tricks. So these are young guys. If they are, if they really love God, you you guys really love God. You love God. You sure? You love God. Vous vous lavez God. Vous what? Vous aimez. Vous aimez. Vous aimez Dieu. Vous aimez Dieu. Vous avez dit? Vous avez dit? 
Vous avez bien I... That's it. You love me. Nobody called me. Nobody sent me. But I love God. And when I met Bishop, I knew that he also loved God. He just wanted to do anything. And through it all, God will take you step by step by step by step by step by step. Yeah. You are even lucky that some of us are around to be telling you this. Here is a book. Read it. Do this. Do this. Germany people, we are still waiting to see you. Invasion of... Who are those here who speak German? German speaking. Are you not learning German? You speak. Are you sure you speak German? Are you sure? Nekopo is the only person who speaks German. But do you need to speak German to go to Germany? No. No, but the people, the, the, the generals, they will not come to the church. So once you speak a language, you qualify. You speak German. Wow, which church are you from? Zurich. You grew up in Switzerland? Where did you grow up? in Nigeria, probably Ghana. And how many years have you been in Zurich? In Switzerland? You know it's supposed to be six, but three years And you speak German fluently. Can you preach in German? Can you preach? Do you preach? Everything is possible. How old are you? I'll be 21 in Oh. Fresh. Fresh meat. And my sister here, you speak German? Swiss German? Are you Swiss? Wow. Which church are you from? Bern. Nicopos Church. Okay. Wow. Sister Mighty. Is that your name, Sister Mighty? Brother Mighty. Go and lay hands on her. Mighty has laid hands on Sister Mighty. <laughs> mighty foundations for mighty foundations. Nikopo, how old are you now? 42. You are getting to 50. When I sent you, you were much younger. It's powerful. Father, thanks for these wonderful people. I pray for them that you make it possible and real. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, sit down. Okay, 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 okay. All right. We are going to end here. And uh, we are starting at 6 o'clock in the morning. Is it too long break? Too early? You wake up early here? Okay. So, we have done one of the foundations. We have six more to go.
What are the six, seven foundations? Number one is what? Yes. Number two is what? Lay ministry and full-time. I'm adding lay ministry and full-time ministry. They are both foundations. Lay ministry and full-time ministry. I'm going to talk about both of them. Okay? But number three is what? Tithing. Wow, we did one of that today, isn't it? Number four is what? Remember, remember, remember. Amen. Oh, I love these French guys who just came forward. Yeah, I love these guys. I feel something, my spirit. Father, bless them, Lord. You know something I pray for my children? I say, Lord, when I'm at home, I say, give them an opportunity to stand before you. Yeah, because you see, not all children stand before God to, to, to do something for the Lord. Yeah, so I always pray, Lord. I pray for them that they would, they would, be, they would stand before God, work for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. Next foundation is what? Loyalty. That one is easy, isn't it? We are all loyal. How many will agree with me that we are, I'm going to teach you on loyalty. We are going to drive out any disloyal people by the signs. We are not going to wait for it to be full blown. Like some of these guys who have broken our churches and taking most of the members away. Is it not true? Yeah. We had nice churches in where? Where and where and where and where? Huh? No chattel too, they've taken the people. No chattel. Somebody, somebody has taken some of them. Ali Kantu, somebody has taken, they have taken. Baden, they've taken a large section of them away. And where? Olten, taking a church away. Yeah. Huh? They've taken it to where? They just went away and let people follow them. You get it? That's. Huh? Lutzen. Yeah. So, we are going to, we're, we're going to deal with signs. We are not going to wait for anything to grow. When you show some signs, that's why I said, like, you don't come for meat, you don't pay tithe. Do, do, no, we will just react. Don't blame us. We are hypersensitive now. This is what we call hypersensitivity reaction. You need to give us peritin or something to cool us down. Yeah, the serpent that I came here, I prophesied, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Serpent that the serpent that we didn't deal with in 2000 and, uh, 2006. By 2008, it will become a dragon, and it became a 2008 a dragon. Yeah. That's why I said that don't joke with the jokes. You think that it's a joke, but it's a prophecy. Ah, uh, okay. You see, maybe there's another Pastor Richard who came to stand here today. Yes. Yes. You don't know. Maybe one day, through this, like this, as if you are joking. All over these French countries in Africa, you see churches working. So many things. Don't joke. You never know. My, my mother-in-law is a teacher. 
And one of the main things that she says, you can never tell how a child will turn out. You don't know by looking at them. In the class, they are sitting, the president is sitting there, you think he's a fool. He doesn't pass maths. He doesn't pass English. But he's the next president. Next one is what? Foundations. Closeness. Huh? And when there's no closeness, what happens? Severe reduction in what? Spiritual and intellectual capacity. Resulting in what? Distortion of what you could have been. Yeah. That is actually a quotation from the final quest. Yeah. What you are writing is a quotation from the final quest. The last chapter. Huh? And selfishness. The last one. Amen. Alright. What's the last one? How many do you have? Seven foundations. No, no. Women are great. That's not a foundation for us now. Amen. You have a foundation, but not in this message. Maybe the next camp, the women will be foundations in that one. Mighty foundations too. So, I hope when I come, you will not tell me that your child, your job, you are a chairman, and what again? Your grandmother, your mother, swine flu. Maybe by the horse flu will come. What I'm saying, I'm not saying it too much. Oh, look for years. I'll come. I don't say anything. I come. I don't say. Anything. I come. I don't say anything. Now I will not be quiet. I sit with you. You are sleeping. I'm eating with you. you are, I am so boring to you that you are falling asleep when I sit down to eat with you. Not anymore. Now we are working with signs. Body language. Amen. Stand on your feet. Hold your neighbor. Say, I'm glad I sat by you. You were good company. You helped me to stay awake. Tell your neighbor. Don't be worried if it applied to you because it is true. Yeah. How many feel that some animals are dying in the land? In Jesus' name. Father, thanks for your blessing as we go in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Six o'clock we start tomorrow morning thank you oh i said we're going to take an offering yeah i forgot sorry take out a good offering take out a good offering forgot to take an offering take out something please please i'm not interested in coins oh that's all you have okay take out a better offering i want somebody to pay for my ticket to come here amen yeah, it's an offering. Is it a powerful thing? Yeah. So take out a good offering that can pay. Huh?
alone. Is there somebody who says he wants to pay? You want to pay? Wow, powerful. I receive it. Lift up your offering and let's pray. Father, thank you we receive this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. I shall receive it. Whatever you want to give, just give it. If you want to pay for ticket, anything, just pay. Put in the offering. By tomorrow and the next day, I want us to have given a very good offering that can pay a lot of the bills that are concerning, that concern this whole ministry. Amen. 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 Don't only give a good offering when you are promised a prophetic, I mean, breakthrough of some kind of miraculous. Just give because I say give. That's what's right to do and God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Try not to give coins, but if that's what you have, that's fine. Somebody needs to remind me to take offering because normally when I'm at the camp, I don't think about offerings. So you need to remind me. Because I, f- I completely forget about it. But I want you to give so that we have a good offering to help to pay some of the bills. Amen. Amen. Have you given the offering? I'm waiting in the front here. There are some people at the back. What's happening there? Ah, books people. Ah, okay. Who has stolen my hundred rands? Who is going to South Africa? May you prosper in South Africa in Jesus' name. Father, thanks for your blessing as we give tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Uh, Pastor Maris, I want to see the offering that by the end of the camp because I want us to be able to give and pay some things. So please, give generously. Don't let me count magic. I see 37, the number 37. 37,000 francs will be given. No, please. Just, just trust what and be a generous Christian giver. Amen? You are blessed. God bless you. See you in the morning.